the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. So they had all of these rules that they had created to interpret the verses that we just read, verses 8 to 11. And they made all these rules that you had to follow to keep the Sabbath day. In the Gospels, Jesus gets into several conflicts with the religious leaders over the Sabbath day, but the conflict is not over what the Bible says about the Sabbath day. The conflict is always over their man-made rules, right? Jesus kept the law perfectly. What is the Sabbath day, and why was it included in the Ten Commandments? In today's teaching, Pastor Dan will walk listeners through the history of this commandment, have interpreted it over time. In relation to the Sabbath, what rules were inspired by God and which were inspired by man? It is a dangerous game to play when we begin taking God's commands and putting our own spin on it. How can you be more in tune with the voice of God today? Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus chapter 20 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Exodus 20, Romans 14, Colossians 2. Um, Let's begin in verse 2, and I'll just read through the Ten Commandments for us. Beginning in verse 2. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. Commandment number 1. You shall not make for yourself a carved image. Commandment number 2. Any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Commandment number three. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. That's commandment number four. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God, but in it you shall do no work. Uh, In it you shall do no work, you nor your son nor your daughter nor your male servant nor your female servant nor your cattle nor your stranger who is within your gates For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and he hallowed it. Honor your father and your mother, that's the fifth commandment, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder, the sixth commandment. 
You shall not commit adultery, the seventh commandment. You shall not steal, the eighth commandment. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, ninth commandment. And the tenth commandment, you shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor. So there we have the Ten Commandments, and we're going to look at the Fourth Commandment in verses 8 to 11. If you look at verse 8, it says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Now, the first four commandments, remember, are concerning our relationship with God. Commandments 5 through 10 concern our relationship with people or our relationship with our fellow man. So the fourth commandment is the final commandment dealing with our relationship with God or our vertical relationship with God. The first commandment commanded us to worship the right God. We're to worship the God of the Bible who is revealed in the person of Jesus Christ. So worship the right God. The second commandment commands us to worship the right God the right way. You can't worship God any way you choose, or you can't worship God any way to your liking. You have to worship God according to the scriptures and what the Bible says about him. Uh, You can't uh, worship a God that you create, who just, by the way, happens to agree with everything that you think. No, you can't do that. That's violating the second commandment. You have to worship the right God the right way. The third commandment commands us to hallow God or to uh, rightly represent him in his character. Hallow his name, his, his reputation. And now the fourth commandment commands us to worship him regularly. To worship him regularly, or you could even say to worship him intentionally. Uh, And we'll expand on that as we progress through this study. Now, the fourth commandment is the longest commandment and most detailed commandment of the Ten Commandments, which tells us something about the importance of this commandment to God. God has more to say about the fourth commandment than the other commandments. Throughout the Old Testament, the Sabbath is mentioned more often than any of the other Ten Commandments. It's mentioned over a hundred times in the Old Testament. Now, by the time of Jesus, the, the New Testament times, the religious leaders had added over 1,500 rules interpreting what the Sabbath means and what it means to not work on the Sabbath. So they had created all of these rules for keeping the Sabbath and not working on the Sabbath. And they made the Sabbath a burden. They made it a yoke that was you know, virtually impossible to keep. Uh, so they had rules like if you spit on the Sabbath, you have to spit on a stone. You can't spit in the dirt because your spit might roll and create a furrow in the dirt, and then you would be guilty of plowing on the Sabbath day. Women, you were not allowed to look in the mirror on the Sabbath day, because you might see a gray hair, and you might be tempted to pluck it, which would be harvesting on the Sabbath day. That's true. 
So they had all of these rules that they had created to interpret the verses that we just read, verses 8 to 11. And they made all these rules that you had to follow to keep the Sabbath day. In the Gospels, Jesus gets into several conflicts with the religious leaders over the Sabbath day. But the conflict is not over what the Bible says about the Sabbath day. The conflict is always over their man-made rules. Right? Jesus kept the law perfectly. So when you see in the Gospels that Jesus is accused of breaking the Sabbath, he's accused of breaking their man-made rules, not the Sabbath law that we find here in Exodus chapter 20. Jesus said that the Sabbath is made for man, not man for the Sabbath. The Sabbath is made for man. God gave the Sabbath to be a blessing to mankind. Not a burden, not a yoke. Man is not made for keeping the Sabbath. The Sabbath is made for man to bless man. Now, there are differing opinions about the Sabbath in the church today. There's really three main uh, opinions about the Sabbath day in the church. There are some parts of the church that believe that the Sabbath commandment is still in effect, and they continue to uh, observe the Sabbath day on the seventh day of the week, which is Saturday. So you have some Christians that observe the Sabbath day on Saturday, on the seventh day. For example, Seventh-day Adventists observe the Sabbath day on Saturday. There are others within the church who believe that Sunday is the Sabbath day for Christians, that Sunday which is called the Lord's Day in the Bible, that Sunday is now the Sabbath day. The Sabbath commandment is still in effect, but it's Sunday now and not Saturday. This is what the Puritans believed. Uh, This is what many Reformed churches believe. If you come from a Reformed church, that Sunday is now the Sabbath day. The Westminster Confession of Faith says... From the resurrection of Christ, the Sabbath was changed into the first day of the week, which in Scripture is called the Lord's Day, and is to be continued to the end of the world as the Christian Sabbath. So some in the church consider Sunday to be the Christian Sabbath. How many of you remember blue laws? Maryland had blue laws until about the mid 1980s or late 1980s, the blue laws actually date back to colonial times and date back to the Puritans. Blue laws, for those of you that don't know, required most businesses to stay closed on Sundays in observance of the Sabbath, of the Lord's Day. In the early church, in the book of Acts, for example, even in the Gospels, Uh, The early church immediately began meeting on Sundays, the day of the resurrection. Churches meet on Sundays to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We see this in the Gospels. We see it in the book of Acts. Paul even references this in 1 Corinthians 16, 2. He says, when you gather together on the first day of the week, uh, speaking to the church in Corinth. So the church... Uh, immediately began to meet on Sunday. They were not meeting on Saturday. They were meeting on Resurrection Day. 
Uh, and so that was the Lord's day. So there are some who believe the Sabbath is still in effect, but it's Sunday now for the church, not Saturday. And there is a third category in the church, which I'm, I'm part of the third category. The third category is that the Sabbath commandment is part of the old covenant, and it's not repeated in the new covenant, and therefore it's no longer mandatory to keep the Sabbath for Christians. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. The Sabbath is the only one of the Ten Commandments that is not repeated in the New Covenant. The other nine are found in the New Covenant in the New Testament. Uh, So that would be another category. That would be the category that I'm in. Also, Uh, As we see in Scripture, the covenant of the Sabbath was made specifically and uniquely with the children of Israel. If you turn with me to Exodus chapter 31, Exodus chapter 31, verse 12, Exodus chapter 31, verse 12, and the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak also to the children of Israel. Now note, How many times he says the children of Israel in this passage speak also to the children of Israel, saying, surely my Sabbaths you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you, the children of Israel, throughout your generations, that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. You shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death. So God was serious about this. For whoever does any work on it, that person shall be cut off from among his people. Work shall be done for six days, but the seventh is the Sabbath of rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. Therefore, note, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations as a perpetual covenant It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. And so there we see it's a sign between God and the children of Israel. So I think that it's a covenant for the children of Israel. It's not really part of the new covenant. Uh, So I, I personally don't believe that we are required to keep the Sabbath. Again, if if you have a different view, uh, that's okay with me. Turn with me over to Romans chapter 14. Romans chapter 14, verse 5. Romans 14, 5. Look what it says. 
One person esteems one day above another. Another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes the day observes it to the Lord. And he who does not observe the day to the Lord, he does not observe it. He who eats, eats to the Lord, for he gives God thanks. And he who does not eat, so he fast, to the Lord, he does not eat and gives God thanks. And so here he says, hey, one person can esteem one day above another. Another esteems every day the same. Whatever position you have, just be fully convinced in your own mind that that's what the Lord wants you to do. So if you want to observe the Sabbath on Sunday or Saturday uh, or some other day of the week, you know, as long as you're fully convinced in your own mind of that, that that's what the Lord wants you to do. Or if you want to esteem every day alike, they're all esteemed to the Lord. uh, That's fine also. I think one thing that is important to note with this passage here in Romans 14 is you need to esteem at least one day to the Lord. Right. There's not a third category here that says you don't have to esteem any days at all. Either you're esteeming one day to the Lord or you're esteeming all days to the Lord. uh, But you should at least be esteeming a day to the Lord. Uh, Now, go with me over to Colossians chapter two, Colossians chapter two. Colossians chapter two, verse 16 Colossians chapter two, verse 16. So let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths, which are a shadow of things to come. But the substance is of Christ. So so don't don't judge someone. Don't allow anybody to judge you for keeping the Sabbath. If you keep the Sabbath or for esteeming Saturday or esteeming Sunday or whatever the case may be. And don't judge others who have a different view from you regarding the Sabbath. If someone does not observe the same Sabbath day as you, don't judge them for it. That's what God has convicted them to do. And no one should judge you for keeping a particular day as the Sabbath day. And then verse 17 tells us that these things are all shadows. But the substance is of Christ. The Sabbath is really just a shadow of Jesus Christ. It's really just pointing to the rest and redemption that we have in Jesus Christ. And that's really what it's about, right? Uh, It's not really about that day and taking a day of rest. It's really about the rest that we have in Jesus Christ. That's what is most important. Now, turn back to Exodus chapter 20 for me. Even though I, I don't believe The Sabbath is mandatory in the new covenant. I believe the basic principles the Bible teaches about the Sabbath are good for every Christian to consider and for every Christian to practice. The word Sabbath, it means to rest. It means to cease. It doesn't mean Saturday. Some people think that. But it doesn't mean Saturday. It means to cease from work or to rest from work. Look at verse 8 again. Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work. 
you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. If you have a guest staying in your house. And so the principle here with this Sabbath, the the principle is, first of all, the first principle is do all your work in six days. Do you see that in verse nine? Do all your work in six days, then rest on the seventh day. The seventh day is the Sabbath when you cease from your work. In verse 10, it says in it, the Sabbath day, you shall do no work. And the Lord says in verse eight, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, to keep it set apart. I've got this day in the week that I keep set apart. It's talking about uh, taking a day off every week. Now, taking a day off every week was something that was unheard of in the ancient world when this is given to the children of Israel, it was unheard of to take a day off during the week. Now, most of us here probably take two days off a week, but you probably are doing work around your house or running errands on one of those days. So it's not really like a, like a true day off for you. Some of you maybe are trying to move to a four-day week. I hope that works out for you. Uh, that would be wonderful. In the ancient world, No one took a day off. You work seven days a week. And so God is like introducing this whole new concept of a day off from work, a day of rest, totally new in humanity. Nobody's ever thought of this concept before where you work six days and then you rest on the seventh day. And remember, God is giving this commandment to the children of Israel who God just recently delivered from slavery in Egypt. The children of Israel labored as slaves for over 400 years in Egypt without a day off. They've never heard of a day off. And if you remember, their original request to Pharaoh was, for three days off so they could go into the wilderness and worship Yahweh. Can we just have a long weekend, three days, and then we'll come back and be your slaves again? They've never had a day off. And now God commands them to do all their work in six days and then take a day of rest. And this is to be the pattern for them to follow every week. Work six days, rest one day. Work six days, rest one day. Work six days, Rest one day. Now, when we consider this commandment, we usually focus on the Sabbath part. Keep the Sabbath and do no work on the seventh day. But the commandment also commands us to work. Work six days. It doesn't say do whatever you want to do for six days and then rest on the seventh day or goof off for six days, then rest No, it says to work, to labor for six days, then rest one day. And I I point this out to say God commands us to work. God commands us to work. And God has a lot to say in the Bible about work. He has a lot to say against laziness and slothfulness and not working. Work is not the result of the fall of man. Work is not part of the curse. And sometimes it is, it is described as that. 
It is not part of the fall. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. Thank you for listening to Ring of Truth today. My days are filled with so much activity from sun up to sundown, it's no wonder I feel used up and exhausted by the end of it. Have you been there? Pastor Dan Sexton in this radio ministry aims to change that by bringing you the refreshing Word of God. It's a strong, sturdy foundation to build your day on. Friends, you may be busier than you like, but there is also rest and peace to be found in Scripture. The question is, will you take a moment to utilize the many avenues we have on our website, calvaryec.com, to soak in the truth of His Word? We promise your life will be better for it because we serve a faithful God who hasn't left you. Would you like to hear more messages like this one? Visit calvaryec.com and click on the media tab to get started with all the latest verse-by-verse teachings from Pastor Dan. Ring of Truth is a ministry coming to you from Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. You're in the area, won't you look us up? Our doors are open to everyone, including you. We'd appreciate the opportunity to encourage you on your faith journey. We're a community committed to sharing Jesus wherever life takes us. If you don't know our exact location and are unsure of our Sunday service times, you'll find all that information at calvaryec.com. Once again, that's calvaryec.com. Well, that wraps it up for today. Thanks for listening. Come back for more faith building here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes willingness and a conscious choice. You need not guess there's a ring of truth that is unmistakable and knowing that you cannot find alone and if you listen General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.